Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, good again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing What's me, bro. good with you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. Tolo Dinner, it's podcast. Back, as you know, we have a new format for this week and going forward. We're going to bring you three episodes. Um, instead of the one long episode, we figured we're going to break up the content a little bit. Um, episode one of the week is going to be our reaction from the weekend. Um, episode two is going to be more of a news and notes. Uh, all, all the extra stuff that's going on throughout the week. And then episode three will be all of our, our look forward to this coming games, this coming UFCs, whatever we got on the docket for the upcoming weekend. Same amount of content, maybe a little bit more than you've been given in the past, but we're going to break it up into three separate days essentially. So you'll have us you'll have us to listen to for um, every day for your commute or at home, whatever you guys listen to us at. Um, but yeah, figured it would be a better format for you guys, better format for us. I'd um, love to hear the feedback once you get through it this week. But yeah, we're excited. It's going to be way more content because I think we're going to go about like probably three hours in total. Before you're around like that 145, two hours. So that's going to be way yeah, more We were like two and a half. Well, it's going to give us a lot more time to expand on things. Sometimes mm-hmm. we'd be rushed on some of the recaps because we want to get into the next week. So I think it's, I'm excited for it. I think we're going to have a lot more time to get into like some of the top fives and things that we kind of fell away from beforehand. So I'm ready. Yeah, bring back some uh, original TDP stuff that we all love and everyone grew to love. Without further ado, yeah. college football. Get into it. Um, well, we'll start with the first game that happened. Yeah. I mean, UCLA takes on Washington. Washington was absolutely rolling going into this game on Friday night. And UCLA took care of business and looked fantastic doing it. Yeah, Pac-12 after dark. You know, those Friday night games at 7 p.m. kickoff on the West Coast. So that's 10 p.m. on the East Coast. You know, none of those fucking AP voters are even watching these. So, which is another joke about the AP that we can do another time. But are they not? Because you have, I think, five ranked Pac-12 teams there now. Second yeah, but we have, most right now. But we haven't had a uh, lot of a lot of these nighttime late games. I mean, people are staying up for SC. They will stay up for SC. I will say that. And SC's played a lot of night games so far. So I mean, we'll get into SC later. But um, UCLA impressive. You know, I had Washington in this game based on solely on the fact that Washington's looked good up until this point. UCLA's kind of squeaked by some wins, but still looked decent. But I did not see this coming. They throttled them. Um, they finally got some people in the Rose Bowl to watch this game. People just aren't interested in UCLA this year for some reason. They're just like, cause you know what it was, honestly? Last year, we thought UCLA was going to be a lot better. That's true. And then this year, we were kind of over it. Like, it's the same quarterback, same team, same bullshit. They actually lost probably two of their better weapons last year. So we were kind of just like off them. And then now, they surprise us with this huge win at home against, you know, Washington team that's been streaking. And now, UCLA takes all that hype now. Yeah, I mean, Washington was an up-and-coming team in, as far as this season goes for kind of a dark horse sleeper that's a really good team. Comes to find out Michigan State just sucks. Yeah. So maybe that's a you know an underlying factor in all this. But regardless, I still think Washington's fine. They're an okay football team. No, they're a good team. football team. They're, they're right there in that 20 to 30 range right now. I don't think that's really you know a hot take or anything like that. Like They're a good it, football team. UCLA... Maybe they're right there too. You know, it was a home yeah. game. UCLA, you know, veteran. They're a very old team, which yes. I think that's, you know, a big advantage for UCLA. And they've got that veteran experience. Very old. Running back is, a, I think, at least a fourth, at least a senior. I don't know if he's a fifth year senior. He's a 
fourth or fifth DTR year. DTR is yeah. like a four-year starter at this point. Yes. Like, they've got guys that have been there for a while. That so. receiver they got from Duke, he's a stud. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think what this did is, like, it obviously shut down the whole Penix Heisman talk that they that he was. That's not real, though. It was semi had some steam. Like he was if leading. They, if they won out, yeah, sure. leading the NCAA in passing, like it was, he was having a good year. This was week four. Well, this still, is week five. This he was having a good year. Sure, he's having a good year. He's still having a good year. He had a bad game. Know? He had a bad game. He not like good. I don't even think game. he had that bad of a game. Second half, he played a little bit better, but it wasn't like the numbers weren't terrible. You know, he did throw you know some non timely interception. I think one or two at least, but um, I still think Washington's a good football team. The, Again, the Pac-12 is very competitive this season. It's good. You know, as we've said, there's like I think five, at least five teams ranked at this point that I can think on the top of my head. Like it's a good, good deep division this year. So very good. Exciting to see. You know, UCLA's got a huge matchup coming into this week that we'll get into later on the podcast. But um, still, tip tip your cap to UCLA to get it done on that game. Yeah. Um, the first game that we'll get into as far as from the Saturday perspective. You know, a very hyped game, top 10 matchup you had going into, I think Kentucky was ranked seven. Seven. There were and seven. And then Ole Miss was like 12, 13 ish. Yeah. I want to say going to the game. So they square off in Oxford at Ole Miss, and Ole Miss wins 22 19 against Kentucky. Um, pretty back and forth game for the most part. I mean, Ole Miss was up 14 0 really early. Kentucky kind of fights back. Um, I, I, I wasn't in, in, I wasn't impressed. That's kind of like my take from this game. Well, one, it should have been a night game. This was a big time matchup, and for it to be a noon kick on the east, I just I don't hate that. What do you mean? I, I would have rather have had the hype of being like a five p.m. start. See, but three thirty that three thirty no, 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 no. uh, that three thirty slot on CBS that that the premier SEC game. It should have been there. Who was that this week? Um, Arkansas, Arkansas, Bama? and Bama. I think. Yeah, whatever. I mean, Arkansas two. I mean, Bama's two. Whatever. But irregardless. I came out of this game thinking I don't think either of these teams is that great. No, and you know, like, honestly, here's my. I've, I thought Ole Miss's defense was the best part of this game. I've yeah, you know, like in a weird way because you you know we always talk about Ole Miss's offense, Lane Kiffin, high powered, but like I was in a weird way, I was like, shit, I think Ole Miss's defense is better than their offense this year. And here's been my take, and it's been a, I've I've toned it down, and I was really harsh. I I called Arkansas a fraud last week, and then this week I said it was going to happen with Kentucky. They're going to get exposed. But they're they're not getting exposed. They're just they're getting exposed where they're at in the rankings. Like these teams are not top ten teams. Arkansas, Kentucky, Ole Miss. They're all mirror image of each other in my mind. AM. AM might be worse than all three of them. I, well, I'm just saying they were Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were very it, high. Yeah, I mean the truth of the matter is we don't know who the second best team in the SEC West is. We don't. And they're just gonna beat each other up. And yeah. even the East, we were kind of, you know, we have Tennessee. That might be the best team, but. Shut up. <laughs> we'll get there. Shut up. <laughs> we'll get there. But this game, going back to this game, um, Kentucky's a, a good football team. They are. They're just not a top seven team in the country. No. Uh, a top seven team in the country goes in there and wins this game with the first-round quarterback. Oh, God. Don't get me started on that. I mean. They were saying he's number one pick. They're saying he was. They're like, if he gets out of the top three, I'll be surprised. So I was yeah. like, come on. So I don't know who was announcing this game, but I was just like, guys, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are probably go- like ninety-eight percent chance they're both going in the draft this season. Like, they're going one, the other one's going two or three, depending on where Will Anderson goes. Like, you rather have be fucking Levis than Will Anderson on your no. team? If you have that. Are you kidding me? I would. <laughs> I would. If I had Aaron Rodgers, I would draft. You know. 
CJ Stroud and then Will Levis or whatever. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, Will Levis is not is not a. I don't even think he's a first round quarterback in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that's kind of where I'm getting to is you know if he's a real first round quarterback and they're a real top seven team, they go in there and win this game. And that's not saying those te- those type of teams with who have those quarterbacks and have good rosters don't lose these kind of games. But he didn't look. They didn't look impressive. They didn't look like the better team. They looked okay. They looked like a good team, but they're not one of the dominant forces in college football. Is Jackson Dart as good as you thought he was? He hasn't been putting up the numbers. Yeah, he, he's doing enough. But he hasn't looked good. I don't think he's looked good at all compared to what I thought he was going to be in that like offense. If, I think if Matt Corral was on this team, they'd be a lot better. Yeah, I mean Matt Corral had a great year under Kiffin. Yeah, and I thought Jackson Dart would be. A, I thought Jackson Dart is more talented. Maybe not. Matt Corral is pretty talented coming out of high school too. But Jackson Dart was really talented. I don't know what the deal is. Why they can't get it going on offense, especially in lane system. And but they're running the ball well, so it's not the running game. Their defense is just really and their good. weapons are pretty good. Ole Miss's defense is good. I think Jackson Dart's kind of a problem. And on the other side of the football for Kentucky, they're a tough football team. I just don't think that they're that good. Yeah. I can't explain it. Like you know, like they're built physically, and they have you know Chris Rodriguez is a good running. Chris back. Rodriguez is fine. He's no, good. he's a good running back. I just I just don't think either of them are top ten quality teams. I, they're, they're, the SEC in general, because like I look at the other games, and we'll talk about them later. But I look at the Wake Forests. I look at the NC States. I'm watching, you know, Utah. These other teams, and I'm like, fuck, these teams are gonna would beat up these SEC teams. Oh I think. hell yeah, kind yeah. Of when it comes down to, it. I know Utah lost early, but when it comes down to it, I think these teams are. But I think these teams are better. How badly do you think Utah wishes they can play Florida again right now? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why you got to throw Week One out. Week of One's window. tough. Yeah, let's move on from this game. Um, let's talk about the ugly Oklahoma. Oklahoma gets absolutely fucking I... shit on against TCU, fifty-five to twenty-four final um, in Dallas in Dallas Fort Worth for TCU. Um, two straight losses. For Brent Venables and uh, Oklahoma, they were you know number eight when they lost to Kansas State. They lose to TCU now, um, and again, we'll, we'll say to start credit to TCU because they're undefeated at this point. They've looked good, but you know Oklahoma is down bad. Like I said, two straight losses, a team with all the expectations, an elite program, and they lose two straight. Not a good look. I mean, what's your take? And do you really think that Brett Venables should be taking a lot of this heat? Yeah, here's my thing. Like, this is where college football fucks me up really bad. Because this is an example of two teams on both sides of it. Where going into the season, you look at all the factors to Oklahoma, and I, I not not in on them, not a believer. Sure enough, they beat the fuck out of some teams early, and look at my dumbass jumping on the train just to find a sheep in wolf's clothing, and that's what they are. And I knew it coming into the season. And I bought into the bullshit wins. Well, no, and on, but here's the the funny part about Oklahoma is we said that we didn't think they'd be that good. And I still, you know, I had their under. That was like one of my uh, predictions on the college football show. I said, you know, win total under. And then we looked at their schedule and I was like, it's a very winnable schedule. Yeah. That's what we kind of were like, fuck, like they should be able to take care of this. And I kind of bought in a little bit to the fact that, okay, Brent Venables is the best defensive coordinator and probably the best coordinator in college football the last five years. He should be able to write the ship here, even well, with Lane, even with Lincoln Riley. They leaving. still have a top thirty or top forty defense based on the the players they have on that side of the ball. Lincoln Riley never did this defensively. As bad as Lincoln t- Riley's teams were, 
They were never this bad defensively. No, they were bad. Not this bad. They were bad. Look at the numbers. They, Cody, he the, never put up a game like this. Like West Virginia, Oklahoma, those games were like 70 to no, 60. These, those games were look, bad. Look, if you look at the stats, I, was, I actually saw something the other day. No. I saw he has never done anything like this, especially to what? Giving up 50 points? I guarantee you the, he had. It was some fact. They, about, lost to L, they lost to LSU in that playoff game like 70 was, to fucking 30. That was 30. the only other game under Lincoln Riley. That What? They gave up more than 50? Yeah, 55. That was the stat. They had not given up 55 under Lincoln Riley except against the greatest college football team of all time in the playoffs. So it, that's where I got fooled, Oklahoma. And I got fooled on TCU on the other side of it. I was telling myself they're not good going into the season. I actually took the under on win total. You did? Yeah. Oh, you're fucked. And sure enough, I don't buy into them. They win some games early. They but they, 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 beat, they beat up Colorado. You know, they not good. beat SMU, you know. Yeah. And, and they still might not be that good. They're much better than I anticipated. Yeah, they are. Sonny Dykes is a real deal. Maybe. He's a good football coach. Maybe. Max Duggan. But again, don't fall into the first year head football coach, as we've seen with Mel Tucker and some of these other guys. Don't yeah, fall in love right away. You can't. Sonny Dykes has proven he can be a head football coach. He was at SAB. Like, Mel Tucker was never a head football coach. He was. He was at Colorado. He wasn't good there. Oh, yeah. He wasn't. But, but he was a 500 He was okay. Coach. But he then also. But also, he took Michigan State to, you know, what they where they go they last year? They the Rose Bowl or they the Rose Bowl, Holiday Bowl, something decent. They weren't. Fucking Outback Bowl or something. They were know. in a good bowl. They were in the top. They were a top fifteen team last they year. They were. They were. And I, Oklahoma has gigantic problems that are going to be worse than what we're seeing right now. You think it's going to get worse? It's going to be bad in the future. How many losses the rest of the season? Uh, they're probably going to lose to Texas this weekend. That's going to be a good game because they're going to be hungry as fuck. Texas is. Oh, we're going to preview that game later. Yeah. Um, I, I got to look at the schedule. They're going to lose at least one more. I would say two. So eight and four. If if they finish eight and four, that's a for the worth what they're at right now. That's a good end. People to the are season, predicting like barely bowl eligible. No, come on. I think they get. Come on. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. But like you think about it though, they still have to play Oklahoma State. They still have to play Baylor. They the still have to play Texas. Like the Big Twelve is about no joke. Week. Yeah, we talked about it last. We did week. The, like. It's just doing. We it. talked about the SEC being down this year, and I think they are. But like Big Twelve up. Pac-12 up. Way up. Way, way up. up. Like, ACC, pretty elite at the top. Big 12, obviously elite at the top. Can we talk about, I mean, we're going to get into it later, but how bad the ACC Coastal Division is? Yeah. Well, uh, that's fucking awesome. Actually, I don't know division. if we're going to, but it's pretty rough. Like, it's wide I, open. Like, Duke might win the Coastal. Which would be awesome. That'd be wild. It's Duke. North Carolina, Miami. Yeah, it's like Duke, North Carolina, Miami. And Miami hasn't played. An ACC game yet. Or they haven't lost an ACC game yet. Right? They, I don't think they've played one. They might, yeah, they might not. I don't play. think they've played one yet. So kind of anyway, yeah, it's rough. But the other side is just elite, obviously. Um, but again, Oklahoma down bad. And I, I'm going to keep the same energy that I had because last week I gave Mel Tucker a lot of shit. And um, I'm going to keep the same energy for Venables here. And I think he's a really good coach. And I think he can turn around this ship. Um, however, this is an Oklahoma. Like, you go to Oklahoma. Yes, Lincoln Riley took guys. But ultimately, it's not like this team wasn't fucking elite last year they won the fiesta bowl last year like this was still a good program it's still an elite program like there's a reason lincoln riley left i think he knew that this team wasn't going to be very good with caleb williams back and all their team guys like they still would have been good i with mario i think he knew something like they would have been good i think he knew something this was this was a good weekend for lincoln riley lincoln riley had a good weekend just because they looked bad and USC got by ASU? Just shows like he wasn't the problem. Everyone kept saying Lincoln Riley is the problem. Why they 
they're soft apparently why they lose games like this but it's but not here's the deal. it's not okay, Lincoln Riley. now at this point it's like brett venables can't completely revamp his system in five games we, he can in the fact that if it wasn't about talent if it was just about a culture i don't think anyone toughness, was it was a toughness thing that Oklahoma, yeah no but no and one... brett venables is known to put out this product of tough defenses defensive minded Cody, coach. i mean we're, we're at the point where you know, we're not talking USC right this second, but USC's defense fucking sucks too. No, but I'm not saying so, that. I'm, I'm not arguing that, but I'm arguing the fact that Venables was come, supposed to come in here and change a culture of offense to defense. Yes, and they just get 55 points to TCU. Mm-hmm. But obviously, again, it just doesn't show. It shows that Lincoln Riley still, wasn't the problem. I'm going. I'm give. I'm going to be tough on Venables and say yes, he should be better than 55 points against TCU. However, I do think he's going to be able to turn around long term because he still doesn't have the talent on that side of the ball that he had in a Clemson that he okay. was able to recruit at that high level. But I. But trust me, I am definitely on his ass considering that he still has better talent at Oklahoma than he would have at fucking Tulsa if he took a you know or like a fucking. Even a uh, Wake Forest, you yeah. know what I mean. He's he's already given better players on that side of the ball than you know eighty eighty percent of the rest of the country would be on defense right now. So I give I'm him, still on him. I give him no leeway for this. Like you gave a ton of leeway to Mel Tucker last week. I did, I did. But the Brent Venables is just I don't know. Like obviously you're not making a move or anything, but you got to show me some something because you're not showing me shit. All right, so where I'm at with them. Well. Again, he's going to get tested real quick because he's got some big games coming up. All right. Um, Minnesota gets humbled, which... Yeah, here's another fucking team I... Which was upsetting. Um, they lose to Purdue, who, you know, we were really high on Purdue early, and then they lost some really close games, but we kind of knew that they were still a good football team. They're that sleeping giant in the West. Um, and we thought Minnesota, you know, had shown that they were the elite team in the West, but they get sniped by Purdue at home, 20-10. to 10. Um, I know Minnesota was a team that you were on early or off. I wasn't. I was off yeah, early. You were off. And they kept proving me wrong. And, you know, I was kind of fading them early. And then, but sure enough, I fucking go with them. But Ibrahim went down in this game. Yeah, it went. I mean, I think it was very obvious that, okay, the offense does run through him. And we kind of knew that. But we it thought was, they were better than to go beyond that. They had nothing when he went out. Yeah. They had nothing. And it was like, it was pathetic. They couldn't move the ball at all. I've and Purdue was another team that was on heavy early. We b- both picked them yeah. to win the West, and they just kind of shit the bed in some close games. And shit, some, they still can. The West is up for grabs. Wide open, completely wide, wide open. open. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and they just they found a way to lose some close games to two really good teams. It looks like with Penn State and Syracuse. Yeah. So Purdue's still a team. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on. I gotta get back to my roots with them. But that I, yeah the. Big Ten West is incredible how competitive, how badly competitive, how badly competitive, and how wide open it is. Yeah, and the East is just elite, and they're going to beat each other up. Everything we said about the Big Ten, which 12, is why, honestly, and and I think this example right here is a perfect reason why conferences need to go to just the two top, the two top uh, records in their conference. You know, yeah. we've seen the ACC is going to do it next year. I think the Pac's going to be doing it the year afterward. Yep. Um, all the teams did it in in the COVID year in 2020. So I think this is a perfect example of why teams should do it. Because yes. you look at the top, you know, you've got, if you rank them without conference divisions on each side, it's Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and then the rest. You know, but unfortunately, it's going to come down to Ohio State and whoever the fuck comes out of the West this year. Yeah. Like, and it Whoever's should be get slaughtered in Indianapolis by Ohio State. Right, and it should be either, you know, 
those two, the, those three teams, you get the second opportunity to face Ohio State or whatever ends up happening. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I agree with Just that. Just to really prove it. I agree with it. But also, it's not like they don't. The East has some gripe, but they also don't because they get their shot. You know, it's not like they don't get a shot. They get a shot at Ohio State. No, they do. So it's like, but I, I get what you're saying, and I, I think that's the right way to go about it. But also, they those other teams. But it's like, does the, does the other side deserve to even play the Ohio State at that point right. when Iowa might come out of this and they're going to be fucking barely bowl eligible? Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's where it's a problem. So, but, I mean, college football's already fixing that and correcting itself anyway, but this is a perfect example of why they definitely need to have that going forward. Um, but either way, I just bummed about Minnesota. I thought P.J. Fleck was a guy that could have gotten a big job that's opened up. Yeah, he... And they were like... But he got the interview, and they were talking about Ibrahim again and Tanner Morgan's story, and then just straight back to the gutter. That's just who he is. I mean, I think he is who he is. Fleck? Yeah. I like Fleck. I don't mind him. I still think he could be a... I still think he's a good coach. He's solid. He's in an eight-win program. At Minnesota, that's good. Solid. You know, you give him some better tools at somewhere else, like, he could be better. Solid. All right, fine. All right, Bama beats Arkansas 49-26. Uh, biggest storyline out of this is Bryce Young uh, goes down in the second quarter while they're up 14 nothing, about to be up 21 nothing. He goes down. Um, looks like an AC slash shoulder sprain. Doesn't seem to be too big of an issue. Um, but for me, the biggest takeaway from this, again, he's going to be fine, it seems like. Hopefully, he's going to be played this weekend, if not the following. The biggest thing for me was, you know, once he got out of the game and they ended up scoring on that drive, but how quickly and how obvious it was that their offense, you know, needs him. And like that team is Bryce Young. Whereas like a lot of times Bama teams in the past have been more than just their quarterback or more than just their running back. Like I do think that this team is Bryce Young. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I was actually disagreeing with you the first part of that statement. But as it went on, you know, I, I get what you're saying. I think you're 100% right on the fact that it is a very highly reliant quarterback driven offense which it should be so you have a Heisman yeah you have a Heisman winning quarterback I think any team in the country that's the case you have a Heisman winning quarterback you're built around that it's different than Bam in the past you're right yeah uh, but we also got to take a step back is anytime there's a backup in there you got to give him a little chance to adjust you know I think he was very you know what it reminded me of it was very um Bama Jalen Hurts first uh coming into the game after Blake Barnett you know, where it was like, run first, run first, run first, because they don't kind of worry to do anything else. Mm-hmm. But he's okay. The backup's going to be okay. Like, I thought he, he reminded me a lot of Jalen Hurts, the way he You're, that, That's a good point. You know, we di- we haven't seen him really open up the offense with him specifically, yeah. build a game plan around him. So maybe that's a good point. However, just from what I saw, there's no chance that guy can beat Georgia this year. No. Uh, Bryce Young might not be able to beat fucking Georgia True. this year. But he, he obviously is going to give them the best shot. But he just beat a number 17 Kentucky or Arkansas team. Who did? Uh, this kid. I mean. he They ran for 300 yards in the second half. I mean, whatever you got to do to beat them, I think. <laughs> I mean. I mean, Jameer Gibbs had 200 in the second half, yeah. I think. Like 140 in the second half. Like, he went crazy. Uh, Bryce is fine, so it's not going to be much of a story. But yeah. Bama's fucking good. No, Bama's fucking good. But, again, I, it's, it's not as good as before. I don't know. Like, Bryce Young is elite, so therefore they are. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not like, willing to go there yet. Therefore they are. I'm not. You're saying they're not elite? No, I'm saying, like, you're saying they're not as good as they are before. Well, here's why they are. It's because they, this Bryce Young is the best quarterback I think they might have ever had. 
Yes. Like I'll take Bryce Young over Mac Jones. I'll take yes. Bryce Young over Tua. I'll take Bryce Young over Jalen Hurts. You know, AJ McCarron. You know, yeah. I'll take Bryce Young over all those guys. So therefore, this is probably the one of the better teams, or last year might have been. Will Anderson on the other side of the ball. I'll take him over um Jonathan Allen. I'll take him over Reuben Foster. I'll take him over Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, they're defensive stars before. Like Will Anderson's probably the best defensive star they've ever had on that side of the ball, too. So it's the uh, pieces around him that aren't as good. Not as, as good. Exactly. Whereas right. like like I said, where I said Reuben Foster and Jonathan Allen were on the same team. Right. Minka Fitzpatrick was on the same team or um yeah, Landon Collins Landon was Collins. on the same team as, uh, uh, well, not Sertain, but Sertain was on the same team as other guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, extremely elite pieces on um, that side of the ball where they just don't have that this year. You know, they've got good guys where it's like Georgia's pulled a lot of those guys. You yeah. know, those, those recruiting battles, they've lost at times. So you have the elite, elite guys still, but the depth just isn't as, there, as much there as it was before. However, the elite, elite is more elite, elite than anyone else in the country. Yes. I think that's still apparent at, at, at Alabama. Yeah, they just – and it, what, they win 49, like 23 or something like that? Yeah, it ended up being 49-26. Uh, Arkansas made it close. I mean, it was – 28-23 at one yeah, point. Yeah, 28-23 at one point. So Arkansas fought back. And again, I mean, to what we talked about before, I don't think Arkansas is a bad football team, you know? What I say? I say they might have a chance to lose the next four games. That's, okay, we knew they were going to lose to Alabama. Like, that's not a fucking you don't think hot they, You take. think they're going to win next week? Who is it, LSU? Uh, Mississippi State, I think. That's a good game. That's not that's not crazy to say they lose. It's not crazy to say they win. You know, those are tough games. They're all they're all of the SEC West is very average this year. Very average. Like very very. It's average. not crazy to think that I think they're gonna win. I don't think it's crazy to say they lose. Like it's just it's one. I don't know where is it being played. I think it's at Mississippi State. I gotta look. And to be honest with you, I I favor Arkansas only because. I think Arkansas is going to run the ball on them. I think Arkansas is more physical than them. like yeah, Mississippi, Mississippi State. Mississippi State lost that game to LSU, and they looked like shit. Like Mississippi State's up and down. Yeah, they beat A and M, but so what? A and M fucking sucks too. Like Mississippi State's an eight point favorite. Yeah, give me Arkansas. Well, like give me that dog. I don't know. Fuck it. Anything else on this game? No, I. I Bama's starting to be Bama. Like Bama's starting to take fold. I think. Well, the fact that they could run the ball against a team. That has been pretty good against the run. Yeah. So, like, even though, you know, they've lost close games, like, Texas A&M didn't put up a lot of points on them. It was that 19-17 final, and, uh, or, like, 23-21, I Texas think, A&M's actually. offense is fucking terrible. Right, but at least they can run the ball. They don't really have weapons yeah, or anything like true. that. But, like, and then Cincinnati, you know, is a good football team. They're able to stop them on the run, like... They kind of do stop the run for Alabama to be able to run the ball as efficiently as they did with their backup in. Right. Give them some credit. Right. So that's what I'm taking away from that football game. Um, Oklahoma State, 36. They take down Baylor. Uh, Baylor puts up 25. Um, Oklahoma State's really good. Like, yeah. Oklahoma State's really fucking good. I think we gave this out on the pod last week. We were pretty high on Oklahoma State yeah. in this game. Um, fuck, they're good. Yeah, they're like, good. They're, really, they're, they're the best team in the Big 12, which is... Oof. Lot, I mean, the Big 12's good, but they're the best team. Yeah, I'd say so. Old quarterback, good coach... Good defense still, even yes, though they good. lost their captain and they lost their best sec- player in the secondary and their defensive coordinator. Like this Baylor team going into the fourth quarter only had three points. Yeah, they were shutting, like they let them, them they let them score at the end some garbage time points, but they were they very, dominated they, this game. They were in control of this game at Baylor the in whole a t- time. Tough road environment. Yeah. yeah, they are. I mean, I'm gonna be rocking with them. You know, I, I kind of jumped on their train a couple weeks ago, but I'm all in on Oklahoma State this year. 
I'm all in on them. Yeah. So you think they're the best team? Yeah, I do. What about what about when Quinn Ewers comes back? I still this Quinn. It's just too. There's too much to catch up. I mean, Sanders has been there for a long time. He's probably a fifth year. I'd say. Yeah. So I think, think there's just too. They're too old they're for veteran. Texas right now. Yeah. Texas is still kind of learning on the fly, especially Ewers miss, missing this much time. I, don't, I think it's a little like too little, too late. But I, I think I think Texas is really good. Don't get me wrong. Like mm-hmm. fucking, we've been on Texas all year. But I think Oklahoma State has proven that that they're so old that, that it's just they're, they're, they know how to win games like this. Yeah, Texas doesn't go into Baylor and give up three points until the fourth and put a, like right. dominate. They, they, them. they might win the shootout, but yeah. they're they don't, not they don't dom- take control of the football and just really Oklahoma beat them down like this game was. This game. Yeah, the score is not very indicative of what really happened on the field because if you watch that game again. It was like 24-3 going into the fourth quarter. Like right. It was very much in hand for Oklahoma State. And I, and I agree. I think Oklahoma State is probably the class of this uh, conference right now. Um, if you you look can't at say it, otherwise. You just can't at this point. I mean, Kansas. Fuck. Well, I mean, if you, I mean, I'm just, I'm fucking around, obviously. But if you look at the teams that are undefeated going into conference, you've got Oklahoma State, Kansas, TCU, uh, might that, be it. That's it. Because everyone's beating each other now at this point. Kansas State hasn't lost a conference game yet. They lost to Tulane. They lost to Tulane. So Kansas oh, State's yeah. in there. Um, it's it's going to be a dogfight, you know. And again, it's kind of like where Clemson was, where they you know they took care of business where they should have. Oklahoma State's doing that now. They're kind of on the same path. We're, we're talking about all these teams that should be in the playoff. Like, you know, if Oklahoma State runs the table, they're in. They're in. They're in. Like that's a very no interesting thing. And. You know, given what we've seen from Bama, Georgia, there could be a slip. And there also, you know, could be an argument to have where if I have an undefeated Oklahoma State who has looked great, which they have to this point, and a one-loss Georgia or a one-loss Bama coming off a game in the SEC championship, that's a tough conversation for that playoff committee. So we'll see. Because then, I mean, we're assuming Ohio State runs. It works itself out. I mean, it does. Yeah, someone will slip. It's too early for them. I'm just saying, like, we're not talking about Oklahoma State playoff-wise. But they look damn good up until now. Because we're gonna fucking, they're gonna slip up and make us look stupid. We're yes. gonna do something stupid. Oh, a thousand percent. We're talking about how good they are right yeah, now. They're they're, they might lose four games. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. I hope not. Let's get into what I kind of talked about right now. Um, Georgia beats Missouri. God damn. Twenty six to twenty two. Nothing pissed me off more than this game all fucking weekend. And again, a a game where Georgia was not in control. I mean, we were looking at this thing like sweating it's on the sec network no one can watch it unless you're watching on your phone espn plus and it's like you're looking at the score like the fuck is going on there i was so georgia get it it out get it out georgia had no business winning this game zero business they were losing the whole game they're getting dominated and then sure enough like within three minutes they go on this run to to fucking take the lead and, and then win the game and everyone's like, oh, Georgia won. You know, they, they got by. It's like, no. Georgia's looked like shit last two weeks. And the AP kind of put it in their voting, and they, they went down to two. But I called it. I, I had this argument, you know, last week was, I don't think Georgia, obviously I said, I don't think Georgia's as good as we were making them out to be after that performance against Kent State. I think we're trying to realize it with this performance against Missouri that they absolutely should have lost. I think Bama is better than we're, we're saying they were. I think people are starting to realize this after Arkansas. But now I'm starting to believe it's not just those top three teams and everyone else. Yeah. 
I think they're a lot closer to everyone else. I think it's a very, very even, you know, top 10 to where it's not that dramatic. These Drop one, two, off. Th- yeah. I think it's a lot closer than people think. And Georgia should have lost this fucking game, and now they're probably going to go undefeated. But that pissed me off because I called it that they're going to lose two games this year. And this would have been a big one. A big one, and they fucking got by. I mean, good teams find a way to win. Yeah. Like, let's just say that. Good coaching, good teams, they find a way to win here. Shitty Missouri. So, and yeah, it was not a good Missouri team that they get by here again. And it's funny, as I've been rooting for Missouri these last two weeks because they lost in such terrible fashion against Auburn, and then they lose a heartbreaker here to Georgia. But, you know, for me, I think where I'm at with Georgia is the old saying, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Or shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. You know, where I'm like looking at myself in the mirror like, is Georgia really that team? You know, we we sucked we sucked their dick up and down for the first three weeks how good they were. They blow out Oregon. They blow out South Carolina. They blow out some slap dick that I don't remember. And it's like, wow, this team's outscored their opponents 120 to 3, right? That's all we were talking about for the first three weeks. Now we're like, okay, Kent State, they win by 10 or something like that. Okay, 11 points, sure. You beat Missouri by 4, and you do it in the last minutes of the game. Lucky. Like fucking lucky. It's definitely a conversation. I still think, you know, they're probably that top four. They're deserving to be there right now. But uh, I went from like being okay with Georgia to Garrett just making me absolutely fucking want to fade them. Why? What's his what's your beef? We, we had the whole fucking Kirby argument and then how good Georgia was. They're just I so still fucking think, elite. Like No, they are elite. Oh yeah, they are. They are I mean, elite and but, Kirby is an elite coach. But the way we were talking about them was like we were. Everyone no, we played, were sucking. Everyone their talking dick. for fucking playing for second, hopefully to lose by thirty to Georgia in the fucking playoff championship. No, but you and I were on Bama. We still think you know, and I and I agree. I'm I'm just I'm on the Georgia hate train now. You fuck hate them. You fucking fuck hate them. Oh fuck, fuck. Fuck Georgia. I want them to lose every week. Actually, actually, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. I'm gonna bet against Georgia from here on out every week and take the spread whoever's playing they're playing against. And we're going to see how many times I cover. No, bet money line. Come on. If you think they're going to get clipped. Yeah, but... Um, bet it... Both? Like a little bit on the money line? And yeah, a little bit on the money line, a little bit on the money line, because you'll get your money back if they lose, because they're going to be huge favorites in every game. I'm, I'm, I'm for sure. I'm going to keep track of it. This is, Who's most likely to clip them? I'm going to look through their schedule right yeah, now. Yeah, look it up. Who's most likely to clip them? So we're at week six. Jesus. Already week six. Oh, uh, I'm going to cry. Okay, I'm telling you right now, I'm not fucking putting money line on Auburn this week. Like, hey, who's going to clip them? So, I'm taking Auburn in 30 points, though. Do it. Taking it from here on out. Um, then they got Vandy. Give me Vandy. Take it. V- Vandy in Georgia, in Athens. Why not? Then they got Florida at home. Or they're, it's at Jacksonville. Um, they get Tennessee. At, they just play every fucking game at home. Do they play any road games? <laughs> they get Tennessee at home. They go to Mississippi State. They go to Kentucky and then Georgia Tech to finish the year. Who's, I'm who's most likely to beat them? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So that's seven games. I'm going to fade them for seven straight weeks. Do you think I win or lose money? Taking the points. It says just say points. They're a 30 point favorite against Auburn. They're going to be like 50 point favorites against Vandy. Probably 20 something point favorites against Florida. What's well, the thing with spreads? I mean, real I mean. The whole idea of spreads is that you have a 50-50 chance in a lot of ways. So I would I would take the fact that I think you're probably going to win money on um, that. And I'll put money on the money Because they're going to be huge spreads. I'll put money on the money line too. So, so we'll the money see. line is obviously if they lose one game, you win. 
probably yeah, considering probably, I think yeah. their money lines will be huge. I'm in the boat where I almost think they're going to get clipped. I think I'm going to go one unit. I'll go half unit on money line every week. Yes, yeah, do half a unit. And then I'll go two units on the spread against Georgia for the rest of the year. And we'll see. Track it. We're going to track it and see how, how I do. But if, uh, if I had to go back to your question, who could clip them? Everyone wants to say Tennessee, right? Yeah. Tennessee is a hot commodity. Here's the thing with Tennessee. I think they have a better chance to beat Alabama at home than go to Georgia on the road after they play Alabama and win that game. Not only because it's at home, but it's also the, the first game of the two. Yeah. It's going to be tough to, you know, play Georgia after you play Bama. I'm going to say Mississippi State. You're, you are all over Mississippi State. Their quarterback is the real deal. He fucking sucked against LSU. Like, but, he's so inconsistent. I can't trust them. I well, think Leach makes bad decisions. I can't trust them. Will Rogers. I think went, they're the biggest wild card. Sure. Will Rogers had a great game against an AM defense that's really good. Sure. Like, I'm fine with that because I don't think Kentucky has a shot. I don't think a lot of those teams, Vanderbilt obviously doesn't have a shot. Auburn doesn't have a shot. So Mississippi State's probably the biggest wild card in that scenario for so me. So you think Tennessee, because you said you can see him getting clipped. I think Tennessee has the best chance. Kentucky's not going to do it. They no. can't score enough points. No, Kentucky is Tennessee not built can. that way. Tennessee can. And a good game by Mississippi State in Mississippi State. Maybe. All right. Maybe. All right. Enough with your Georgia rant. Let's go move on to the game of the week. You had Clemson taking down NC State. Final score of 30 to 20. Um, I love this football game. I thought this football game lived up to the hype. I thought these were two top football programs right now, two top football teams. And um, it loved to, lived up to the expectations for me. I thought Clemson looked great. DJ had a great football game. Um, and I think they really proved that they're a uh, playoff contender this year. You know, they last week I said it, you know, they checked box one, taking care of Wake Forest. They checked box two, taking care of NC State. Two of the big elite dogs in the ACC. And I think they're rolling on their way to a playoff team now. Yeah, I think they just punched or take it to a playoff. Punched it. Yeah. Um, they just went through the hardest stretch of their schedule. You beat Wake on the road and then you beat NC State at home back-to-back weeks, it's going to be downhill from here. Yeah. I mean, no one in the ACC is going to be c- close to them until they get the ACC championship game. So, impressive. Impressive. Um, I'm on the DJ train. He played great in this game. He's been really good the last two weeks. They've kind of they figured out how to use him. Um, they haven't run the ball a lot. I think he had like 78 yards rushing as well as um, a decent game in the air. He's. I'm impressed. With Are you gonna say he's the Heisman now? No, no, he's not putting up the numbers, but he's he's not gonna get benched. Well, I mean, just looking at the schedule, it's not an easy road out. Like I said, the ACC is better than people think. I mean, Florida State obviously just dropped a loss to Wake Forest, but they're a good football team. You know, they only have one loss to Wake Forest, who they already beat. Syracuse is still ranked, and it's at Syracuse right now. I'm, no, excuse me. It's at home at Clemson. Syracuse is ranked. They're undefeated football team. They play at Notre Dame. Not an easy game. Obviously, Notre Dame has a very good defense. I don't know if Notre Dame's going to be able to score with Clemson from what we've seen, but it's still not an easy football game. And they play Miami. And who knows what the fuck's going on with Miami right yeah. now. So I agree with you that, yes, they are kind of on their well, way they, there. They could slip up at one of those games. It's, yeah. it's a little tougher schedule than I thought originally. But Clemson's proven that they are elite. Like they're a very no, I think good so football team. Yeah, they've they've proven it more than I think anyone else right now. To the sense that oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I and I and I, I don't think this is very hot, but I think Wake Forest and NC State are both top fifteen football teams right now. Like you watch those games, 
I think they're both really good football teams. And, and the thing with Clemson is I kind of harped on them about giving up so many points to Wake Forest, but I still think the defense is very, very good. And now you're seeing an offense put up numbers, 30 points in back-to-back weeks against two good football teams. You know, NC State has a good defense. And then put up 30 points, that's impressive to me. They're, they've looked, like you said, the most as the most impressive team in college football up to this point. Well, I think just how hardly fought that game was, too. In the sense, I think going into halftime, it was 13 to 10 or like 14 10, something like that. Clemson going into halftime. So, yeah, it was, it was very consistent in the sense that, like, both defenses were playing where there were some opportunistic plays on offense, but Clemson would punch through. It always felt the whole game, though, like Clemson was a better team to me. Really? It felt like Clemson was, like, you know, it was a close game and NC State's very good, mm-hmm. but I felt like Clemson was the better team on the field. I felt that Clemson's like, offense was like putting the pressure on way more yeah. than NC State's. Yeah. If that makes sense. My only problem, my only problem with Clemson, I still don't think they're elite at the receiver position. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's fucking. What's his name's kid on kickoff return? They keep kicking it to him. Dabo's kid. Oh, fuck. They keep him. kicking to Dabo's kid. No, I don't care. <laughs> they single him out and they pooch it to him. I just think uh, <laughs> they just don't have that guy still. I think I mentioned this last week. I just, you know, they're going to play teams where they're going to have to throw the football and they're going to have to, you know, say, hey, Mike Williams, hey, Deshaun or uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I need you to win yeah. this battle right now. And I just don't think they have that guy this year. I mean, Bama doesn't have that guy. You know, I I, just, I don't think Clemson needs it with the type of that's why I said the offense is coming to form because they're realizing they don't really have that guy and they're going to a, a run first team with Shipley and DJ being the one two punch running the football. You know, DJ had two touchdowns rushing, seventy eight yards on the ground. Shipley's elite, like, and those other guys just kind of make plays when they have to. They don't need the big play out of the receiving core, but I think that's what they're having success with. Put up thirty points a game last couple weeks. Anything else on this game? NC State's fine. I think it's a. That's. Kick. I. Do you think they're a top fifteen team? Yeah, like I said, it's, it's a kick in the balls, though. This is a big kick. It in sucks. The balls. No, it sucks, and they kind of felt that. But you know, if Clemson slips up, you know, obviously they still have a chance to kind of get rolling. But um, obviously, they still have to play Wake Forest, and they got to go to. They got to play Florida State this week, and they got to play Florida State and they this week. Go to Syracuse next week, and they got to go to Syracuse next week. So again, the ACC is tough. It's no. It's no joke this season. So, um, but. Hats off to NC State. You know, I still think they're a good football program. You know, I'm excited to see how they finish out the year. And if they're tough and they're the team I think they are, they're going to be there in a New Year's Six Bowl and they're going to fight for it. So, um, but great football game. I mean, I've watched that game, you know, snap to snap. I thought it was two really good football teams out there. So, but hats off to Clemson. I'm really, I'm really excited. Just again, reactional. Who are your four teams? Oh, we're doing this now. I mean, you know, we're not, we're not halfway yet, but from what you've seen, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, USC. You're so fucking stupid. You're so <laughs> fucking stupid. Like, come on. Why not? Like, fine, fine. But, you know, we didn't talk about USC much, but it was like 17 fucking, they what was it, 21 17. They, they never play well. Like, they haven't played well. The offense has played And well you have them times. at number four? Yeah. Their offense hasn't played that well either, though. Like, not that well. Game. Not that well. Like, Caleb Williams threw a pick in the end zone. Like, it was the first pick in, like, 18 quarters or something like that. They're just not... It was a bad pass. They, don't, look, have, they don't have a great Caleb run Williams game. Caleb so fucking good in this game. Caleb Williams Then why don't was, they put up more points? They put up 49 why they, points. Why don't they stop ASU ever? 40, ASU's fucking terrible. Good. 
they did not play great. I'm telling you, I'm I'm good at that. You can't say they're a number four team based on what you've seen. No chance. They have a chance to be. I, well, I got to rock with them. I picked them preseason, so I'm still. They haven't done enough to say they're not going to be there. But I guess my okay, bigger. Who are the four best teams? Like who've performed the best in the top to, up to this point is what you're saying. I would say Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma State. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's not that's better than fucking putting USC in there. Pretty that way. We'll see. Well, I guess my bigger question ultimately kind of is, you know, we've seen the chink in the armor from Bama against Texas. They won, they won by one point. Obviously, Georgia back-to-back weeks has not looked great. Ohio State's a team that, you know, we kind of disregard after week one because they barely beat Notre Dame, but yet they've put in the work week in and week out where they're like, they're just blowing teams out now. Blowing We're out. not even talking about it, but they beat the shit out of Wisconsin we're last week. Bad fucking they teams, beat the though. shit out of Rutgers. No, I mean... Yes, but they haven't played a good team in like five weeks. But they're playing their conference teams, and to your point, like ASU's fucking terrible. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> like, arguing, like, and they're beating them way more impressively no, than the other teams. I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing that at all. I think they're doing what they're supposed to do. And that's why we're not talking about them. Yeah, but is there an argument that they should be ranked one right now? Yes, I think there's an argument at why least. Not? You know, like for me again with the Georgia thing, like I think you should put them back at least at least to two, if not three, at this point. Yes, like. You know, I think Bama one and two are pretty interchangeable right now at Ohio State, and I put I put Georgia three right now, and then I put Clemson four. Yeah. Given to what we've seen in their schedule, I put you know Michigan's right there at five, and we didn't talk about them, but an an impressive win by them at their time, Iowa. Their time's coming. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but that's still a good t- win against a tough Iowa team that has no offense, but you know they have a good defense with Kurt Ferentz. But you know, I think there's a lot of parity this year. Kind of like what you talked about earlier is there's a lot of good football teams this year, you know, and they haven't played each other and we're not, we're, I hate, you know, how early we talk about playoffs, things like this. It sucks, but it is something, you know, we obviously predict and that's kind of what we do on these podcasts, but it is fun considering, I think how, you know, how tough I think these games are going to come down to. I mean, we saw an NC state team who, you know, might've just gone blow for blow with a playoff team. We saw Missouri might've done it. Maybe Missouri's a playoff team. I don't know. Texas did it with Bama. Texas is a playoff team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next Fuck. year. Next year now. I'm still beating the train. Fuck. All right, let's get an NFL. Let's talk about your Thursday night game. Thursday night, Bengals at Dolphins. Um, obviously a game that the Bengals really needed to have coming off a win against the Jets after going 0-2 to start the season. Jet, or uh, Dolphins, excuse me, 3-0 to start the year. The big talk going in the week was, was Tua concussed? Was he not concussed? You guys have seen all the stories. It's been fucking shoved down your throat. Tua gets hurt in this game. Um, we don't need to spend too much time on it, but it's been kind of wild what has what has come since that. You know, they fire the the neuro doctor for the Dolphins. Um, Tua is obviously think thankfully got to travel home with the team and he's okay. But uh, just a wild scenario where we got to from Sunday to. You Thursday, know, Thursday or Friday, you know the sequence of events that was, it was just scary. It made the game very uneasy to me watching the whole rest of the game. Right. It put like a weird taste in my mouth. Even being a Bengals fan, like like right, we still got to win the game, but it's like that was scary as fuck to see. Yeah, what do you think of the game though? Yeah, getting to the game, um, I thought. I mean, say what you want. The Bengals defense has been playing lights out. You know, I didn't say anything. I'm not saying you. I'm saying people in general. 
but fucking, I know you have something to say. I didn't say anything. Um, the Bengals defense is playing incredible. They gave up a touchdown, but that was the first one they gave up. Incredible? An, Bengals defense is, that was the first touchdown they gave up I'm in nine quarters. Nine quarters they Who's gave counting? up. Um, uh, everyone is. Yeah. I, I It was a game that the Bengals needed to have, especially when mm-hmm. Tua came out. They had to get the job done. They get it done. Um, obviously, you know my thoughts on it, but I want to know your thoughts on the uniforms. Uh, no, I really like the uniforms. I was getting a lot of texts about them. Yeah, no, everyone's sucking your guys' dick. Oh my god, Bengals uniforms. Uh, they were good though. Okay, I, I mean I like them too, obviously. But no, yeah, I like the. Uh, it was the color rush from before. Yeah, it was from, like, before your before your uniforms changed. Interesting, they went to went to that. No, I liked it. I like the. I even like the you know the orange accents. I think they should have done that a little bit more. Even maybe on the helmet, like outline. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I, think, I thought they were cool. Yeah, it was you know the whole stadium was fired up. It was electric atmosphere. Um, Bengals needed this game, like I said, get back, get back to five hundred. I still think they're a very good football team. Um, they have a big game this weekend, but if they can win this game Sunday night in Baltimore, you know, then they got a, a little bit easier schedule the next few weeks after that with um, New Orleans and Atlanta. Maybe not Atlanta. Um, but Miami, let's talk about Miami for a second. Sure. What does this game say about them? What does their future look, you know, without Tua now? It's a tough game. You know, I mean, we all picked the Bengals. I think this was way more of a must win for the Bengals. They knew how banged up the Dolphins were going into this football game. Right. Um, you know, and they, and they still fought hard. You know, and they're st- I still think they're a good football team. You know, do I think that they're Super Bowl this year? No, I think I think they're a playoff team, though. You know, I mean, who knows how long Tua is going to be out for at this yeah, point? Yeah, that's an- how long do they keep him out for? I like think a month? at least two weeks. I think a month. Because, like, that's the problem. And I have a, um, I have a friend who's a bank- Dolphin fan, and it's like, you're damned if you play him, you're damned if you don't play him. Yeah. You know, it's it's a t- it's a shitty situation to be in from an organizational standpoint. They like, kind of fucked what do you up do? their season with that. Like, what do you do? Yeah. So, um, I I really don't know. I it has to sit out this week and next week, in my opinion. Um, but beyond that, they ruled him out for this week. Yeah, no, and then I think you do another one just, just to. I mean, it sounds bad, but just to save face and say, you know, we're doing what we can, giving him as much time and rest as we as he needs to recuperate. But they definitely need him, though. I mean, Teddy yeah. Two Gloves didn't play bad. Like he, you know, no, for coming he, off the bench and doing it, and I still think he can win games against you know some teams. But this offense is built around to his abilities to be incredibly accurate. Even yes. before he got hurt, like he made some really tight window throws. Yes. Again, he's not a deep ball passer. I think what you know they need to do a better job of is you know look at at the 49ers offense and where how Jimmy Garoppolo is incredibly accurate in between the numbers. They need to do that a lot more with Tua. Play to his strengths a little bit. You know they can. I thought they did a good job of that, actually. They they do, but I think they can, I I just think they need to continue that and keep doing that. When he throws the ball deep, like when he threw it late, you can't, when he threw yeah. it late over the middle downfield deep to Tyreek late, and he had to come back to the ball, like that's just not what he needs to do. If he's gonna throw deep, it needs to be, you need that go route to go immediately and just throw it. Yeah, I think they schemed really well early in that game to getting the ball to their playmakers' hands in space, and it was frustrating, but it was like it was impressive the schematic. Way the, the the schematic plan they had to get the ball in the you know Tyreek's hands, you know early often um, on both sides of the field through motion, um, but it was like you said he can't throw a deep ball like he just can't every time he looked to throw deep I was like we have a chance to get this ball in the air and you know we got one with Von Bell and then the thing with Teddy which was scary is he can actually throw a deep ball <laughs> yeah like he threw a good deep ball a couple times yeah 
Um, they caught one, didn't they? Yeah, and the intermediate wasn't great out of him. So yeah. they're going to have to get smarter. I do feel bad for McDaniels because he's getting thrown in the in the ringer with this a little bit, and he's not handling the media great, I feel like. Um, he needs to just kind of clean it up, and yeah, I like no, him. I, I agree with that. Like The first half of his like quote, I was like, all right, you just need to stop talking about it. Yeah, and, and it, it was ended like, fine, but like I was just like, let's just let's move on. Just say, you know, we're following protocol, whatever it is. Yeah. He's like, I care only about player safety. Like, just dude, it's not a good look on your organization right now. It's just too much. And I believe him. Like, I, I, I don't him. think he's love putting people in harm's way. I don't. No, of course not. But you know, he's not that guy who's gonna be like, you better fucking get out there and play. Or, you know, I, I don't think he's that guy. But he needs to learn how to handle it a little bit better. This is tough for me because I like Miami. I do. I. I felt they needed a little to get humbled a little bit going into this game because they were on their high horse with Buffalo. No one ranking in the power rankings. Their fans were kind of feeling a little bit. They just but, had to get to Cincinnati and just get fucked up, huh? Is that what happened? That's just happened. what it is. Just bullies. I feel bad for them now, though, because their season might be lost now with this whole Maybe. team. Maybe. Yeah. Which sucks because they were. I, you know, I think the team in this roster is good enough to make the playoffs with, two, uh, with Teddy, though, still. Maybe. Maybe like they got if, past Buffalo once, you know what I mean? You think about it, you let's say you play them at Buffalo, that's probably a loss. Okay, that's fine. But you know, the rest of their schedule, they'll be okay. The division's not great. They can beat the Jets and they can they beat, beat the Jets Patriots. and they can beat the Patriots, I think, with Teddy. So I think, you know, and they already have three wins right now. Like three and it's one. Not, it's not unbelievable. So they got that. thirteen games left. Do they go seven and six? Yeah. That's ten and seven. That's a borderline playoff. That's playoff a borderline team. team. Yeah. And, and obviously, Tua will be back at some point. Yes. You just have to get through two to three games without him. I bet. I, I think it's going to be like four. It's a long time. I know. Let's move on. Um, crazy 10 a.m. game. You had Bills and Ravens. Bills win 23 to 23 to 20 at Baltimore. Um, what did you take away from this game? Game was 23 at one point. Yeah. 20 to 3 in like kind of a rainstormy, wet mm-hmm. kind of game. Um, they're calling for Harbaugh's head a little bit. That fourth down play. Did you see that? Yep. What'd you think? Here, here, two things with this. And they're they've been crushing Harbaugh on it. So it was fourth and goal from the three, tie ball game with I think about two minutes left. Yeah. Just like two or three. Two or three. So you have two trains of thought. Take the lead. Just take the points. Make Buffalo, you know, go get points. Um, or you go for the touchdown and essentially make Buffalo go the whole field and score a touchdown to tie the game just to get to overtime. They go for it. Shitty play call. Shitty play. Buffalo goes down, kicks a game-winning field goal. All right, so what do you think? <sighs> Tough. I hate it. I hate it, but I understand it. Um, you just told your defense, Harbaugh, you have zero faith in them. We have zero faith that you're going to get a stop on Josh Allen in the rain, not to score a touchdown. That's what you're saying. And I think that's going to live in the locker room for the whole season. I think that lingers. If well, you saw Marcus Peters' reaction. Not happy. Yeah. yeah. I don't think the D coordinator is the same way. Um, I, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. And I know it's analytical and they, you know, the chances of winning and all that. But you know, Lamar comes out so and says. So what do you think fun. of the decision then? I thought it was dog shit. I thought it was a dog shit. I think you've got to take the points there. And at least put the pressure on them. Because now there's no pressure on Buffalo. They go right down the field and they kick the field. I really thought you would have thought it was a good call. Really? Yeah. Because I thought it was a terrible call too. I thought it was terrible. I mean, for me, like, you take the points. You have the best kicker in the NFL. Get the job done. 
And I'm not saying you stop Buffalo from scoring a touchdown or because obviously Buffalo went down to the five. Right. But at least you force them to score a touchdown. You well, know, you you're, you make them go down there and like they're just going to kick a chip shot to win it. Like, yeah, no problem. But for me, again, like it's fourth and goal from the was it three or four? Like it's not goes fourth and goal from the half inch. Exactly. Or the one. That's my point. Like it's it was not an, a guaranteed easy yard. It was a it was a tough three to four yards on an offense that hadn't done anything in the second half. Like the Ravens in the second half did not move the ball well at not all. At they all. didn't. I don't know if they even scored a point in the second half. Like. They needed to take those points there. It was a terrible, terrible call, terrible play call, and they should be pissed. And I'm and I'm usually a Harbaugh backer. I thought I thought he's done a good job as you know changing his team for Lamar Jackson. But I thought this was a terrible fucking call. And I think he's done this too much. We saw where it's worked for him in the past, and it's like he looks like a fucking genius. But I think he just trusts his quarterback because he think he thought you know I'm gonna look at my team and if Lamar Jackson says we're gonna go for it, I'm gonna go for it because he's confident. But you're the head coach. Your job is to think smarter than the players. Your job right. is to say, no, I'm going to fucking take the points, play it smart, get these points, make them drive up the length of the football field and at least score a field goal to tie this football game. On my defense, who is also a pretty good defense. Shitty defense. They're no, they're awful. fucking. They gave up 23 to the Bills. Come on. They are, they've been. They've a team been that gives really up 23 to the Bills is not awful. They've been awful all year. The oh, secondary has been Christ. terrible. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think they. I, he just he just showed he didn't have faith in his defense. That's exactly what he did. That he was playing not to lose. Aren't you guys playing the the Sunday night? Is yeah. that on our competition? Yeah, perfect. You know that's the Ravens' fifth straight home loss. That's crazy. Wow. And that's the second um, seventeen point lead they've blown this year. Because <laughs> the Dolphins, the won. Dolphins did it. Yeah, like that stat hasn't happened in like a single season ever. Coaching with a lead. Easier said than done. Big, big issue or not big issue going forward with the Ravens because of this blowing this lead. I mean that big issue, no. But I mean big issue in a microscope, yeah, because you lost the game. But I still think they're a good football team. Okay. Do I think it's a big issue in the locker room? Also, no, because winning cures all sin. So if they keep winning, they'll be fine. Yeah, I think there's some trust issues though. So they got they have to. You're right. Winning though. Winning cures all sin. All right, moving on. Patriots, Packers. Uh, Packers pull away in overtime. Brian Harder gets hurt on like the second play of the game. Yeah, Bill, Bailey Zappy. Zappy time, Don, dude. I've loved him at Western Kentucky. Fuck yeah, guys is a record holder. Record holder, yeah, most touchdowns in the NCAA and season. Um, guys, a dude. This one made my butthole pucker a little bit because yeah, I, I had. I know you did. I had Packers money line heavy. I had Packers in two suicide leagues, and. Frustrating as there was all of fuck. our locks, pretty much our locks, yeah, yeah. Frustrating as fuck game, uh-huh. um, but they found a way to win. They found yeah. a way to win. Good teams do that. Um, it's just a lot of close games for the Packers when they shouldn't be close. That's my thing right now. They're we'll talk about them later, yeah. but just too much of just like the what the fuck is going on in Green Bay. Yeah, and even Rogers said after the game was we're relying too heavy on our defense. You know, we're gonna get clipped for it. But, but I think the offense is going to get it going. I just do. I think the more, the more reps they have together, these receivers are going to get better and better. You know, they can't expect Cobb to be more than what he is. I think you're falling into my trap to where I'm always the guy that's like, you know what? Like, they're going to do it. Like, they're going to do it. Instead of games. just saying, like, 
instead of just saying like this is the product on the field like that that they are who they are but think like, about, we just need to accept that think about the last like they've struggled the last two weeks offensively right they, yeah. week one they play like shit what they always do week one yeah week two the who they beat week two the bears they beat the bears pretty handily week two sure and then last two weeks they've played so three out of the four weeks they haven't played well but the last two weeks but, they've but, played one but the last two weeks they've played really good defenses and really good coaches they played Tampa Bay, who's arguably the best defense in football. Maybe. Okay. They go down there and find a way to win because mm-hmm. their defense was good. Then you play Bill Belichick, who's always given Rodgers fits. He's a great coach. And has a good game plan and, you know, does well against them. So, But the Packers should not be even be in that scenario. Agreed. It's a third-string quarterback. They shouldn't. But they're still finding ways to win. They're going to get better. Like, Romeo Dubs is starting to come out. What, of- is, what, is, uh, what does B think about them? I haven't talked to him that much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think what they're a little concerned with is the running game is supposed to be a lot better than it is. You know, that was supposed I agree to be the bread and butter. Um, Aaron Jones, I thought, looked good in this game. I did. They got Bakhtiari back. So, I think let him get his feet under him. I think they're going to be all right on offense. I'm not, you know, I'm pumping the brakes on giving up on this team. I still think they're one of the best teams in the NFC. You know, this game sucked. It sucked in a lot of different ways, but... All in all, it was all right. All right. Uh, moving on to Monday night, the Rams come down to Santa Clara, and they get their asses beat 9-24 to by the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I'll, go, I'll dive into this game. I mean, we just beat the fuck out of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I was on the Niners. I think um, Garrett was the only one in the comp that picked them, that picked the Rams, I mean. Yeah. Um, something about, you know, the Rams in Santa Clara – no, just the Rams playing the Niners. That's seven straight regular season games we've beaten them. I don't know. I love how you said regular season. We it's, couldn't fucking get it done in the NFC We couldn't. But did you um, did you watch uh, SVP right after the game last night? A little bit. So much. SVP said that same set that I just said. Seven straight games for Jimmy and Shanahan that they've beaten the Rams in the regular season. And then his little side fucking guy goes, oh, do you think they'd take that one loss in the playoffs for all seven of them? And Scott Van Pelt's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> like he's like, I'm just reading. He's like, I'm just reading the stat. Like, shut the fuck up. So what? <laughs> tell me this. Sure. What was the difference this week with the Niners as opposed to Denver the week before? Well, we just got Jimmy in rhythm, obviously. Um, you know, Trent goes down last week. You know, it's hard to really you know replace that. But he wasn't in. He wasn't in this game, but. We were just in sync a lot more. Our run game, it was almost like we just abandoned the run game last week. Whereas this week, you know, Jeff Wilson, we just got him consistent. You know, he he exploded for one thirty yarder, but when we did give him the ball, it was still three yards, five yards, six yards. We got that going in the intermediate passing game when Jimmy was comfortable in his wheelhouse where he is, you know, where he's comfortable. The bubble screens, the the digs over the middle, the crossers with Debo. Like, we were able to get him comfortable and in rhythm. I think that was the biggest thing. So, coming out of this game, do you think this says more about the Niners or says more about the Rams? I mean, it's cliche to say both, but I think that's pretty obvious. I mean, there's a lot of good 2-2 two and two teams right now in the NFL, and we're one of them. Yeah. And I just hate the fact that we lost week one to the Bears because the Broncos game, you know, that's a tough football game, and they're a good defense. So you throw that one out on the road. But the fact that we lost to the Bears week one is just so upsetting. Like, that's just a game you don't you don't need to have on your record for a loss there. Like, that just yeah. fucking sucks. Like us with Pittsburgh week one. Exactly. Like, it's just like, fuck, like, 
we really let that happen. Right. You know, and like that game's going to matter later in the season. Um, but it just proved that I think, I think it proved that I think, honestly, I think we're the class of this division. All of our, all the teams right now in, in the NFC West are all two and two, which is hilarious. But, um, you know, it's any, it's up for grabs, but I think we showed that everyone thinks the Rams are the best team, but I think we kind of proved that we are last night. But, yeah. and then on the flip side, I mean, you can, go, you can talk about the Rams a little bit. Yeah. Unless you, know, you can feel differently. Starting with the Niners, you know, I wasn't concerned with them with that Denver performance. I think, like you said, Jimmy, apparently they weren't letting them fucking practice and see the playbook at all, <laughs> you know, prior to that because they thought they were going to trade them. So letting him, you know, take the reins a little bit and really understand what they're trying to do with them going back to more of a last year's approach. Um, they look good in this game. It looked like classic Niners. Um, I hated the usage of Kittle, even though I did like it for fantasy. Yeah. But they're turning him into just a blocker. Like, the guy's an elite route runner, elite with the ball. Throw him the fucking ball. Like, I, I understand Ayuk's playing better. You have, obviously, Debo. But now you got to get Kittle involved, too. Like, you have to get Kittle involved. Yeah, but, like, that's kind of, like, it's weird. If you watch every Niner game, like, Debo always gets his, but, like, Kittle and Ayuk always don't. Juice check will sometimes. Like we distribute the ball so in so many different ways. I, and I levels. just don't think it's like it's a it's a sin not to get Kittle involved. In no, I don't. Game. I don't disagree. Trust me, I'm always screaming like, "Come on, let's let's use our guys." But it's just it's just makes it difficult for teams to scheme for us in that way, right? Because if like because right. again, the Rams could have been all over Kittle last night and. Kyle Shannon's like, okay, let's just get deep up. Let's go Ayuk. Let's go Wilson. Let's and, do dude, the juice check went for 40 on one play. I believe that like I get that, but it's also like you got to get your best players of football. No, I agree. And they weren't running him out in routes all the time, like he was getting doubled. Mm-hmm. It was like he's just gonna block. You're just gonna block on this. And it's like, you got to get Kittle involved more. You have to if you want Jim to be successful, if you want the Niners to be successful, Kittle has to be involved. But with that being said, it was a good win. I thought the Niners did good. To the other side. The Rams are not a good football team. Oof. They're not. And I was saying it preseason with the fact that I thought it was going to be a letdown year. You lose your left tackle. You lose your number two and three receivers from the year before. And, yeah, I thought Allen Robinson would be good in this offense. He doesn't even get targeted at all. Like, Stafford only throws a Cooper Cup. I know that. And then also, I don't even think Allen Robinson, like, looks good either, though. Like, fucking... um. Emmanuel Mosley was just blanketing him all night. Like he, there were like Troy Aikman a comment like, "Oh yeah, Allen Robinson gets so much separation. Like look at this play." And like he didn't get much. Like I don't, I think his play is declining too. Like yeah. I don't think it's all, I don't think it's all on uh, Stafford not getting him the ball. I don't, I think it's McVay. Like you got to scheme a way to get that guy the ball. Maybe. Like you traded for him. He's obviously got some talent. Let's see it. Like find a way to get him the ball in any capacity so he can get some touches because. It's a Cooper Cup show. It's all it is, and he's elite. We know that. But Stafford's not playing well. He's turning the ball over at a crazy rate. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, their secondary's not good. Fucking terrible, actually. Yeah, not good. I mean, Aaron Donald's... A Aaron beast. Do- he's a beast, but... Yeah, like, every three plays, he's a fucking monster. But, you know, he's not even, like, top ten in pressures. Like, because what they're he's doing... He's more double-teamed than double anyone in the league. They're double-teaming them, and then the rest of those guys aren't doing much. Yeah. So... I think there's heavy cause of concern in L.A. How good is that Niner defense, though, too? The thing about the Niners defense is if they get a lead and they just pin their ears back, they don't care about anything else but getting the quarterback. Like, like, they're just going to play with their hair on fire. We are nasty up front. 
and it's you know, the- and we lost DJ Jones and um, we cut fucking uh, the guy we traded from the Chiefs a couple years back, D Ford. Yeah, D Ford. Like we're fucking elite up front. Eric Armstead barely played in this game, and Kinlaw was out, and we had like yeah. five or six sacks in this game. Um, yeah, no, the deep, the defense is good. The defense is all the secondary is playing better too. Um, I, I'm interested to see where the Niners go. I think they're a good football team. I do. I think the Rams though are not. Um, I would not be surprised if the Rams don't make the playoffs. We'll talk about season. that in uh, yeah. next episode. Yeah. We'll Anything talk. else on the NFL? Um, what happened this weekend that you know? I, I think we pretty much covered it. You know, Cooper Rush three and dude. Th- this year, guy's a fucking dude. He's gonna start again this week, dude. Is there any cause of? I mean, not actually, no. You don't think, but. You know what he is though? He's playing himself in a situation where he's gonna get a big contract to start somewhere next year. Somewhere else? Wow. Like some fucking team is gonna be like, Wow, Cooper Rush. You know what I mean? Like that happens every fucking year. It was the Fitzpatrick, the McCown, you know, they win a couple games and they're like, he's gonna be our starter next year. And then he'll be fucking terrible next year. Yeah, that he, he looks really good right now because obviously the Cowboys have an elite defense and then also their run game is pretty good and they have great weapons, so I wouldn't say great weapons. They have one elite weapon. They have one. And um, Gallup came back this week, which helped. Did you see? I saw the stat. It was all game. I think it was all was it all games were within like one score at one, like or all the afternoon games, all finished within one score. It's every fucking game in the NFL. Crazy. That's why you can't bet it? It's yeah. fucking stupid. Because <laughs> any there is more parity in the NFL than there ever has been. I got fucking slaughtered on Saturday in college football. Absolutely, my teeth kicked in. <laughs> And then I just scrambled on Sunday and made as much money. You panicked though, but I made I won the bets on Sunday. That's good, but you made panic bets where you were like, "Yes, I'm gonna bet massive." I hammered three bets, money line for Packers, sweating, sweating, which I I turned the game off for a second because I was sweating, rolling, and I turned on like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, and the third one I forgot who I had. Um, yeah, but I I had three money line hammers. Oh, I had the Raiders. The Raiders. Nice. So we didn't talk Chiefs Bronco, Chief, Chiefs Bucks at all. Yeah, the Bucks are toast. Really? I think the Bucks are no. I take that back. They're not toast, but I think the Chiefs are elite, and I don't think the Bucks are elite. I think that's just what so. This showing. might just be you know a better team beating a yes. less better team, and yes. but the Bucks are still a playoff team. I the, I think their division's so fucking probably bad. the worst division in the NFL. So I think yes, I think they're gonna win the division. They're a playoff team. Overreaction. I mean, are the Chiefs the second best team in the AFC? No. I no. I think they're the second best team right now. It's hard to argue with that. Bills, Chiefs? Yeah. Okay. I think mean, it's hard to argue that right now. Okay. NFC is still pretty wide open. Why the fuck open? I don't know. I'm not. The Eagles are a good football team. But are I'm they? Not, I, yes. I'm not. But fucking are they? I'm not going to stand on the table and say they're the best fucking team in the NFC. All right. No chance I'm going to say that right now. All right. We'll They're talk, playing well, though. We'll talk more about them, news and topics next week. Um, UFC, not much to get into. Obviously, the main event last week. Um, pretty good fight. Zhao Yanan uh, beats Mackenzie Dern by decision. Um, how much of this fight you watch? None. Okay. I was watching prelims, uh-huh. and I lost every bet, and I turned it off, and I fucking just watched college football. The Did you bet day. UFC, too? Yes, I lost Smoke. every UFC fight. What did, I? That, you know what, guys? I did not send out picks or anything like That's that. Why. I didn't bet. I know That's it's my bad. I'm fault. sorry. I don't know who you're listening you're, to. That you're gonna fucked pay you my up. mortgage? No, I'm not gonna pay your because mortgage because I just lost it. Okay, but <laughs> UFC country, let's ride with my picks. Um, um, but anyway, uh, 
good fight by Yanan. I mean, so first round, I mean, she just kind of picks apart Dern. Dern kind of gets her down at the end. Not enough to win the round, still Yanan. Round two, Dern gets her down early, and Yanan was just able to play good defense, and Dern was very patient, looking for arm bars, looking for triangles, and she was able to get out of the round, which that in itself was impressive to me. Third and fourth round, Yanan, and Dern's game plan, she just struck way too much. Like, she was just playing on the feet way too much, where obviously she had an incredibly high advantage on the ground, and even when she went for takedowns, like, she was getting them. You know, and it wasn't exactly traditional wrestling takedowns, but she was getting them in takedown in, um, you know, more judo throws and trips and things like that. More, you know, right. a jujitsu player would, Oliveira and those other guys. So, um, but like she didn't even attempt to take down in the third round until like the last 10 seconds, you know, and she got it down. It, it was just, a, a, it's hard to say it was a poor um, game plan because, I mean, obviously the game plan in her corner every time was like, get her to the ground right like what the fuck are we doing you know what i mean so like it was just a bad fight iq in the sense that like and i said this you know and i and i do feel strongly about this is when guys are experts in one area and they don't train it often they fall in love with their other techniques thinking that all of a sudden they can win fights in a different style right you know where she trains her striking she trains her striking and and yes it's gotten better but she's not going to be you know the Zhao Yanans or the marina rodriguez is who are elite strikers in this division like you're not going to beat them in that in that fashion, at least, you know, so why play to their strengths and not even go for them? It was a very poor, you know, performance or IQ by Mackenzie Dern. And then Dern in the fifth round, you know, takes her down halfway through and again, doesn't get the submission. Um, so it's a tale of two cities. You know, I felt it was a pretty binary fight in the sense that it was either going to be Dern by sub or Yanon decision, which which landed, I think it was plus 250. So what a cash, nice little ticket there. Um Going forward for me, it's just, you know, Dern is elite in the sense that she's going to beat most of the girls in the division that she gets to the mat, you know, and, you know, you know, she works out at Team Alpha Male, who's a, you know, pretty elite wrestling um, gym with Uriah Faber and those guys over there. And she trained her jujitsu and she did not get subbed, which was in itself incredibly impressive considering the only time she'd been finished by Carla Sparza was on the ground and on the mat. So um, credit to Yanon. I mean, obviously she's grinded and she's gotten a lot better in that area. Um, but moving forward for Dern, you know, pretty upsetting loss. You know, you got to go back to the drawing board and, you know, this was for sure like a winner of this fight fights for a number one contender spot. Right. So for her, it's like, she's got to, you know, sit back a little bit, you know, fight the loser of another big spot or anything like that, because she's already lost to Marina Rodriguez. She's just lost to Yao Yanon. You know, so she's not going to sniff the top four now. It's going to be a long So run. she's going to have to wait a little bit, you know, recoup, and then just really get back to what she's good at. You know, she just needs to realize that, okay, I'm not a fucking striker. Right. You know, and, you know, and when she was down there, she looked good. Obviously, she had a huge, huge advantage. And it was so obvious. It was just frustrating to watch and just say, like, hey, get it down to the mat. And I thought this line was a little wide because of that. Um, but, you know, it's the real deal, and I think she's gonna fight probably a number one contender fight in uh, the near future, probably like a Andrade or even a. Uh, I mean, she lost to Rodriguez, so she could fight the loser of Wei Li and Esparza potentially. You know, again, give her a rematch with Esparza. So that's fair. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, you know, I mean, she just beat. They were five and six five right and six, here. Yeah. You know, so she's obviously on her way up, and she is a you know she was in phenomenal shape. She's ripped as fuck. Yeah. Her and Wei Li, these Chinese fighters are fucking jacked. Yeah. These little 115 scrappers are fucking 
legit. But anyway, that's the UFC talk. Um, no UFC coming next week. So um, we'll talk a little bit on the next episode, some news and topics, but nothing to look forward to, unfortunately, for this weekend because we got some big cards coming up. All right. Well, that's TDP. Um, obviously, we have two more episodes coming to, to you this week. Um, we're re- releasing them. But, uh, I know. Releasing them um, day by day. So um, eyes open. Like, subscribe share Uh, we appreciate all love and support you guys have been great Uh, we're out